0: Welcome to the Dividend Talk podcast, episode number 30, four interesting upcoming European dividend announcements. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Dividend Talk. I'm your co-host, Engineer My Freedom, and today I'm joined with European DGI. This is a podcast where we discuss our passion for dividend growth investing with our own unique European flavor. If you are new to the channel, please hit the like button and subscribe to us and check out our previous episodes on YouTube and Spotify. See you on the inside. hey everyone welcome back to another episode i'm here with a beer on hand chatting to european dj as usual how are you doing man
1: uh really good um uh, new year has started work has started it was my least productive week i think this year and it will be uh, this year but it was also really nice not too many meetings just a bit on my own thinking about what i want to do this year so yeah had a good week
0: yeah you deserve that you are you are very busy over the christmas period writing blogs and posts and videos so you, you needed a week just to uh, ease back into things <laughs> but but
1: to, to be honest um for me that's relaxing blogging and such because it's like for others reading a book or sporting for me it's relaxing because uh, it's it's uh, i love thinking about dividends and dividend companies so actually i i don't get tired from that i get more tired from uh, kids banging their heads uh, <laughs> each other
0: oh yes i know that feeling too well (laughs) so what's going on any 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 news that you've been following this week or keeping up to date with
1: uh yeah well i i I, you know uh, just a little bit about the craziness of stock market stock market again so chamat um uh, my my favorite investor announced yesterday that they will do um, a spec merger with sophie for a ticker symbol ipoe and boom 80 percent up or something like this and this guy is uh, turning everything into gold at the moment it sounds almost too good to be true and often that's a bad sign but in this case i just think that this guy is just a brilliant investor i've seen many videos from him i uh, i studied him uh, a few months back and uh, lots of interviews and this guy has a whole team this just analyzing which industries are currently broken and where technology might be able to disrupt so even yesterday he was talking about the energy industry about all the utilities so he's really thinking about attacking the utilities i don't know how he's going to do that but he has a whole team of clever guys trying to just dis- figure out how how they can find the company that's best set up to disrupt an industry amazing
0: yeah, he's a bit, a bit of a genius. Everything he seems to touch is just, as you said, turned to gold. He's, he's like a modern day Warren Buffett, isn't he? In, in, the making, he's just. I, 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 haven't studied him as well. If you have, it's only recently. But, I mean, these IPOs are just a goldmine for him, an absolute goldmine. Yep. And, and sometimes I wish I could get in before they go public because that's where you make your money, isn't it? But. I know but but this is
1: actually what he's doing, right? So that's why he makes these specs. So he usually um, issues them for $10, $10 a piece so that actually, um, how is it? Retail investors can buy it without the company uh, being known yet that they will merge with so that we get also an edge. And um, what I also want to mention is he's actually, he became famous more because of Facebook, but not so much because of that. He entered the media also with his predictions about Bitcoin. So he was literally mentioning that bitcoin will go to hundred thousand dollars and people were laughing at him a few years ago yeah, so that was his that's uh where he earned a lot of money and now the specs and you just see his career growing from uh you know a bitcoin gold rush guy to a tech investor and he is even mentioning that buffett is a big
0: example yeah one 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 to watch and keep an eye and see what kind of moves he's making yeah. definitely definitely What's your news from the week? Oh, this week I, I caught up with Wargreens. You, you know I'm a big fan of, of Wargreens. Uh, they released their earnings. I actually didn't expect it so soon, but they, they released it two days ago. I, I caught up on it last night. And I was actually quite impressed Quite impressed with it. Their sales have been up. Free cash flow is up 13%. The UK, Boots in the UK, they're online is... is really performing well i think the sales doubled from this time last year which is quite wow. impressive they've um what have they else have done Oh, they're, they're divesting their uh, pharmacy so they're selling that to to a company called army source Bergen, who they also hold a 30 percent stake in so they're selling that company to them for 6.5 billion they still have a stake in them, so they'll, they'll still benefit in the profits. And they're also accelerating their investment in Village MD. So they've invested about $1 billion already. I can imagine that they'll take some of that money from the, the investment of their pharma wholesale and, and speed that up. So there was a lot of news to take in, a lot of positive. Their their share price went up nearly 6%, 7%. So it was, it, was, it was quite positive. And I'm looking forward to see how, how they how they do this year. And I did, did mention that next next quarter they are expecting a a massive hit from covid you could see a small hit on this one thing that did vex me a little bit and i always spoke to you was on their on their income statement there was a there was a a loss of nearly 1.5 billion uh, equity loss because I i couldn't get my head around how that works but other than that they 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 look quite strong and i'm I'm quite happy with how they went well
1: and uh, kudos to you so far, because I remember one show uh, here in Dividend Talk where you were talking about Walgreens and where I talk where you were talking about the online uh, uh, capabilities from them and such, and that this might be a boom for uh, the upcoming period. So,
0: yeah, well spotted. Yeah, I think COVID has has helped speed that up a little bit. I mean, I mean the, the retail earnings in the UK are, are certainly down. Boots would typically be a shop on the high streets, so you'd have millions of people walking past and just popping in they, they don't have that anymore. But online, just like Amazon or just like everywhere else is, is starting to to take off. I mean, from, from an Irish perspective, we've been hit massively now by Brexit. So typically if we're buying stuff from Boots, if it's coming from the UK, we'd have it the next day or there'd be no issues. We can't order stuff from Amazon from the UK anymore. The postal services have stopped. Uh, because there's no custom charges up to 70 percent, There's so much uncertainty that we actually can't order from online. So I don't know how that's going to impact us over here, but from a UK perspective and a general European perspective, it's it's so constrained. Okay, so our main topic today, we're gonna to have a little bit of speculation, something that we, we don't usually do. So we're going to like take four companies, four European companies, And we're just going to talk about their upcoming dividend announcements, and maybe predict, and see if we can, know predict what kind of increase they're going, or if they're even going to increase. So I'm going to let you go first. Uh, You're the master of European companies. It's it's name your dog (laughs) after all. So I let you have the first pick.
1: Okay, so I'm going to pick a company uh, that's going to announce their annual reports on the 25th of February so I know it's a little bit uh, out still but I think it's really interesting to share it now because it also allows um, listeners to do their own homework on time because we all know it takes typically a few weeks to uh, really understand the company so Bayer is going to um, announce on 25 February and in the last three years they paid a dividend of two euro 80 and the current yield is around 5.4 percent this is a really juicy yield for a European company, um, and specifically in, in the world we live in now, with many uh, uh, companies on uh, having a low yield. What you need to know about it is that this company has been severely punished for the Monsanto acquisition. I think a few years ago it was trading around 100 euros. Now it's trading around, uh, you know, uh, about 50 euros, so half the share price. Um, and with that, they also increased a lot of debt. Um, I call it the worst acquisition in uh, modern history from a European company. It's really insane what they have done. I also think their board of directors needs to be fired um, and, and they need to be literally uh, uh, all their money claimed back. But that's my personal opinion there. What I, um, um, what I would like to say is that if we look at their core earnings that they report um, at, um they they had like six euro 30 per year per share uh, in 2019 and of the last nine months they had five euro per share you need to know that they took all the one-off litigation expenses and everything out of it so um but what caught my really my intention uh, my attention in the end of September was that the payouts in the upcoming years are expected at lower end of the 30 40 percent range so 30 percent so I think therefore that we will see a dividend cut of around 25 percent on on buyer i think they will cut their dividend to around two euro two euro ten from the two euro eighty where it is now so my prediction is a dividend cut actually so it's a nice opener
0: for this show i i've been following you quite a bit on on buyer and it was interesting to follow your progression and you had a lot of patience at the start and now your patience seems to be just just gone with the border management in particular Will the dividend cut be enough for you to finally cut your losses with this this company?
1: No, because I'm not emotional in my inve- in, uh, investing decision. I've switched it already in my mind uh, from an um, how is it? a dividend company to uh, an undervalued stock. Oh. So I think the company is heavily undervalued. Uh, their cash flows are strong enough to, to cover the debt and such. So I think any good news around um the settlements around the roundup case might actually give a nice uh, pop uh, in the share price um if it goes back to 100 i will sell it because yeah. then it's uh, for me the va- fair value is around 80 or something like that so um, if it comes to fair value i will sell it um but it's not anymore a dividend stock for me that i want in my portfolio in the next 20 30 years okay. unless they keep Keep the dividend and and promise that they are so committed to it and do a miracle. Yeah, but look, looking
0: at that payout ratio now it's around, it's over sixty percent. That's quite high for a European company, isn't it? So you could you could definitely see them reducing that down and, and cutting that. I I, I, yeah. I agree. Yeah, definitely. Nice. What is
1: the company that uh, you would choose?
0: So the first company I I would choose is L'Oréal, and. Really, because I'm worth it. That's that's pretty much the only reason. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's actually quite quite an interesting story with them. La- last year they had their they in- announced an increase for 10 percent, and then they cancelled it. Obviously with, with COVID coming up and, and the uncertainty. And that's not too uncommon with European companies. I've seen Smurf for Kappa do the same, and then they reinstated once once they knew. So so based on that, we know they wanted to increase the dividend but the uncertainty at the time they just weren't sure if they could or whether it's the best thing to do for the company so they said look hold on we'll 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 lay it off and see so based on that i think they will they may increase it this year a little bit of the uncertainty is gone if you look at some of the figures the revenue has increased slightly. the trading 12 months is is down obviously we, we, we expect a little bit and the earnings per share is down as well but the dividend is seems to be well well covered there. There was one interesting thing as well that, that came up, and I never knew this with, with some French companies, is that they offer a loyalty bonus of if you invest with them for two years, I think it's about ten percent. So if you're with, with L'Oreal and you have shares in them, you get ten percent additional, which which is quite a lot and it, it adds up to your, your yield pretty pretty quickly. So for me, my prediction is I don't know if they'll go to the full 10% like they did last year. I'd say they might be a little bit more conservative, and uh, I'd say maybe 3 to 5%, but we'll we'll see. Yes, yeah, so that's pretty much my thoughts on, on L'Oreal. I'm, I'm thinking that they will increase. Uh, they have they have a great history, I think, from 1963, so I'm hoping they, they will continue that trend. So get on to your second company.
1: Cool. So my second company is Philips. Um, Philips will um, announce their dividends on the 25th of January. They currently trade around 45.5 euro and they yield 1.9%. So it's not a high yielder, but I analyzed this company not too long ago. And what I found really interesting is that they really did a turnaround. Yes. Yeah, so they sold their uh, light bulbs division, uh, not anymore producing t- TVs, just licensing it. And what I noticed there is that they are at the beginning of a turnaround. The turnaround is young; it's like one to two years. But I think they have a lot of growth ahead of them now as a, a tech med, tech medical company. So um, what you need to know is that their dividends grew over the last decade, not even two percent uh, uh, compounded annual growth rates. Uh, last year, they grew their dividend from $0.80 cents to $0.85, cents. and I actually think that this, this was the start of proper dividend growth again for the upcoming years. If I also look at their revenue growth, it's, 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 it's okay, but the nice thing is that you can really see in the numbers also a bit of a turnaround starting. COVID has hit the company because, for instance, it was harder to supply some medical uh, medical devices because everyone is now thinking about COVID. They had this issue with the American government about their uh, devices supply as well. Um, so maybe even they would decide then to freeze the, the dividend just for this year to weather out the, uh, uh, the earnings. But I really think that there is a new summer coming up for Philips. So I'm really, really much looking forward um, uh, for what they will announce at their dividend. Um I'm hoping, uh, but there's more hope uh for 90 cents uh uh per share. That if I would need to bet, I will bet on that. And this would be rather for them not because of um uh having all the earnings easily or better than last year, but rather more like a confidence statement.
0: Yeah, they they remind me a lot of Siemens in, in many ways in how they're transforming the company to that tech health health space i always associate phillips with i not know toothbrushes electric toothbrushes and, and tv so it'll be interesting to see him change direction and move more into that space um it's it's not a company I'm, I'm overly familiar with anymore as you said as i said i'm i always thought the tv was the main thing so it'll be interesting to see how they how they actually make this change and if it, if it works for them it's it's definitely going to be a company like Siemens that I might look into a little bit more.
1: Yeah, I find them a little bit on the high end in the value, and and to your point about toothbrushes, they intend to sell the um, um, uh, those device division as well. So hmm. no more uh, shaving with Philips and toothbrushes. Probably the name will stay, the licensing again, but they don't want to own it anymore. These assets.
0: Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, so what's
1: your or, yeah, what's your company?
0: Yeah, so the, the last company of the day, I'm going to pick Ahold Delhazy. I don't know if I pronounced that, that that right, you can correct me. Um, but they are a company that I don't they're considered up there with, with Amazon in, in Europe. They're quite a large, quite a large company. They have their own online company, I think it's called bowl.com. It's B O L dot com. Yeah. yeah. Um so they like to call them the Dutch Amazon. I don't know why I'm speaking about these. Actually, You're, you you know these way better than I will. But they <laughs> um they merged with Del Haze, I believe, which was a Belgium company a few years back. Um, which is why they have their name, Ahold Del Del Haze. And their their last hike was around 8%, eight percent, eight nine percent, which brings which brings our yield up to about three three point three percent. So they they have a they have a, str- a strong Payment history and dividends. What was interesting is in 2019, they had their final dividend of 46 cent and their interim dividend in 2020 was 50 cent. Usually you don't see the interim dividend higher than than Mm -hmm. the final dividend. So that was quite interesting. So predicting what their next dividend will be, I think we'll certainly see a hike. I I can't see them in lower than, than, than what they've done before. So if they were to do it, say 50 cent, they would go from a final dividend of seventy six cent up to up to a euro, so that's a ten percent increase, and it still gives them lots of room to grow their dividend over the next next few years. So, um, yeah, I, I expect them to to increase. They they've been they've been aggressively buying back their shares as well over the last two years. I think eleven percent over over the two-year period which is quite strong and and again adding to your to your share price and and what i actually like about them is the revenue has been quite strong and if you if you look from 2015 and 16 to 2017 there's a huge jump but that's because of the merger i believe with with the lazy but then even after that merger it's went from 62 billion to 66 billion in 2018 2019 and the trade in 12 months is 72 billion so the Revenue is quite strong. The gross margin is up around 27. Arons per share has been growing. I think the trading 12 months is now uh, 181, which was 160 last last year. So I can see them increasing that. And and again, the payer ratio is around 50%. So there's plenty of room for them to, to keep growing that that dividend.
1: Yeah, so uh, it's really, really funny also for you to hear you talking about Ahold. Um, but uh I'm, I'm impressed um, what I what I want to say is like for me out if you look at this dividend growth rate also of 10 percent over the over the last decade almost right this company is on fire when you think of a shareholder return and I know they are um also uh buying back a lot of shares but they can easily do it that's the thing right the company with a strong balance sheet i mean it's amazing it's amazing for me this is like one of those diamonds currently in the european stock market Uh, yeah
0: and i am buying them back when they're relatively cheap as well they're they're not an expensive expensive company um i have been actually selling puts on these for the last last while i'm being a little bit greedy i i I probably would buy them at the valuation but i'm i'm selling puts at around 21 euro and Mm -hmm. um see see how that goes see if i get hit but at the minute I'm just collecting premiums on them.
1: super. Yeah, I hope to I hope it to be anytime soon, hopefully this quarter to be a top five position. So
0: oh well. Wow. If, okay.
1: if I get impatient, I'll just buy buy some. <laughs>
0: <laughs> cool. So that's that's our fun for, for today. We've done a little bit of speculation. So we had one dividend cut and three increases. So we'll we'll see how that plays out over the coming quarter. Good
1: so let's go then to the to the next session section for us the listener questions and um, well how could we not start with a question from phil it's almost like a tradition and and we know he broke
0: it last week right yeah, he, he broke it last week so I, I i was expecting two questions honestly i was expecting two here yeah, <laughs> we'll forgive him
1: yeah so uh
0: question to you which investor skill do you want to improve in 2021 yeah for me it's it's understanding the financial documents i I think i have a good top level understanding now and it's just getting into the finer details like i was saying with with wargreens getting into i mean seeing these charges on on the income statement for equity and equity loss what does that mean how does it relate to the balance sheet and the cash flow statement and 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 so on so that's my my real focus is to to get a deeper understanding i'll do that by writing on my blog i'll be writing analysis and, and the more i learn the more i, I write about and the more and in, include so you'll see my progression as i as i go along this year how about you
1: um so what i took away from 2020 was that i made really good steps in diversification but at the same time it meant also that i was looking into many companies at the same time and this year i want a bit more focus so i, I probably want to spend four or five companies really uh, aggressively on uh, in in this year but those really that also provide a good value so for me it's focus just
0: okay good. okay the next question then is from kaylin and he asked what do you think of sap sap and is it currently undervalued and i'll hand this over to you because i know you wrote a post about him mm-hmm. recently so
1: yeah so what we what, what what's probably good to know why are people looking at sap is because of the share price drop right it uh, it went quite down but it went rightly so quite down sap is just um missing out on a lot of the cloud transition the only good thing here is this that sap has a really really huge um i said lock-in and i know some companies where people work uh, within my network that are still making multi-million dollar um investments in sap and it's not maintenance uh, operational investments these are really capex so it, it still shows that they have an edge there but it's not out of strength i think it's more out of the lock-in um so for me um i think this company is still like heavily overvalued and i will not touch it before it is in the 70s preferably the low 70s it might never get there but for if i look at the current metrics i find sap really not attractive
0: and uh, yeah. yeah cool so our next question is from uh, rickland i think it is and mm-hmm. he just asked us have we any purchases this side of 2021 yet um
1: i i can start with a sale actually oh. i sold my philip morris i had philip morris already for six years in my portfolio and then my wife was reading my annual report and she saw a picture there a graph of philip morris in it and she came to me totally angry so really uh, seeking a fight and saying what the hell is this company doing in our portfolio i told you about british american tobacco oh no she i told you about tobacco stocks i say but it was british american tobacco well no it was philip morris I thought, okay what the fuck? anyway i sold it straight away i mean this was not worth a fight <laughs> and i asked her of course the question about okay so where do do you draw the line in uh, ethical decisions well you know uh, that's also another learning is never fight your wife (laughs) even if it's not in in the circle of competence of her um having said that i think she has a lot of horse sense so i uh, i learned to trust on her i saw this straight away and actually when it comes to the question any purchases I don't know if real realty income today uh, if it touched fifty nine. If so, I, I I then I would have probably bought some uh, uh, realty income today in my portfolio.
0: Okay, a very wise decision to listen to your wife. um Happy wife, happy life, as they say. <laughs> How about Next. yourself?
1: Did you buy something?
0: For me, no, I haven't bought anything for me yet. um I have bought stuff for my son. He he. Has his own money and he he wanted to buy and what's quite funny actually he came to me with a list of stocks at the start of here and he had facebook he had neo and he had this crowd called um BNGOs, the that he saying, well, there some biomechanical chemical company and it was sitting there for a couple of days and and i didn't really look at it and i went on to twitter asking about the company so Eventually, I looked it up. I sat him down asked him about the company. He was able to answer all my questions without looking at that. And so he really did his research. I said, okay, let's get your money. And we transferred it over. While that transfer was happening, that price spiked over 100%. It just kills me. Absolutely kills me. Yeah, he could have doubled his money, but we were waiting. So I transferred the money over on, I can't remember, on, on the Monday Monday evening. I didn't get there until the Wednesday, but on the Tuesday, it it spiked up. Wow! And 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 we we used the the gyro and, and there's a question coming up on this soon, um, so I, I won't say it. But if it was on my account, I would have been able to to actually buy it. But it. On, on the account that it's saying, I had to wait until the money was there. Wow! And did he buy it eventually? He, he bought it. He bought it in the end. I I asked him. I said, look, it's it's after popping twice now, and he said, I still think the company has a good future if they can deliver on, on what they're saying. So it, it popped up to s- uh, seven dollars. I went back down to five dollars, and we bought it at five dollars from. Him, so, wow. him that. but for for me, I haven't bought that, but my my son has been more active this year than than I have. Wow,
1: it also increased the uh, the fair value of your son. I mean, imagine you could invest in your son. Then it's also he's a, bit a bit worth more now if you would count his assets.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think he's going to retire before me. Honestly, wow, <laughs> I don't even know how we picked this company, but hey. Eh?
1: Uh, Yeah, what guys do on YouTube nowadays. Okay, so the next question is from a a Sego investor and he is asking then uh, if we have any thoughts on the hero basic or custody account opinion on lending shares.
0: I I I actually like um I call them the Gairo, but I I like I like them a lot. They are my main broker, so I have three. I have the Cairo Trading 212 and ibrk and i just can't get into ibrk i just don't like the interface at all they, they have a lot more options obviously but for me the guiro is cheaper a lot cleaner to use and, and easier to use i have the active account so you have a, a basic account active and, and trading so i have an active account so that allows you to, to purchase options for example but it also gives you 50 percent margin L- like i was saying earlier if it, if it was on my account i could have bought that with with while mm-hmm. the, well, the money was transferring and knowing that the money would go there, so on um, a basic account you don't have that. But for me, um, I, I'm happy enough. I, I know there was some concern for me. There was some concerns over the guarantee, how much money is guaranteed. But mm-hmm. I know they've moved now to a German bank, uh, Flatex. So it's a little bit more safer than than what it was. But I have no no complaints. How about you?
1: Um, actually, similar story. I like the I like the whole module and everything. Um, what I just want to warn is that the Dutch financial authority has been uh, really on the back of the hero um, because of not living up uh, to the quality level that they are expecting. So there's a report out on it, which makes me a bit nervous. But to my point, I still think because of flat tax and the banking license that we are fine as uh, investors um and but i do know that the company is being threatened with a penalty if they don't get their act together so that also shows that um, the financial authorities are on their back which keeps them keeps their them a bit uh, in check and about the lending i mean this is with almost all those accounts done currently with robin hood and everything i think it's a bit the norm of today we just haven't ever experienced a bank going down because because of this so yeah i don't know if this will be there in the future and it's the risk and it's the risk of uh, having and and the reward is having low uh low costs yeah
0: i don't know yeah and i know trading 212 you don't actually own the shares mm. uh, i think that they are they own the actual shares and they they give you i don't know a certificate or something but it's not um Think the shares are in their name so it's this this low fees there's always there's always something behind the, the the low fees for a reason and if you want to pay extra and have that safety then then probably should
1: so i will I, let's say like that i don't want my account on the hero to be more than hundred euro um for um, so that's where my limit is so i also like you i diversify also my brokerage accounts for if really something happens ever at least I don't lose everything, but maybe a third or a fourth.
0: Yeah. Cool. Okay. okay so the next question in is from Arrows Dettum. And he asked us uh, it's a very good question. I right? see. So he asked us, can you talk about how you estimate future growth of a company?
1: Uh, yes. Um... If you read my stock analysis, and I think it's the same with you, we always start with an understanding of the business. So if you see an article from me popping up about a company, like Francis Phillips the other day, I don't write those in a day. I study the company usually for a few weeks, and we had a question from Phil also about it before, because I want to understand their business. What I do is I go to YouTube and check what people are telling about their products, as an example. I want to see if there is... if there's a, I said something going viral there, a trend, or whether they are complaining, so I really look at customer product reviews and such. And based on that, I start to form an opinion. Um, I start to look at their strategy. I look at trends that I spot in the world, and based on that, I first judge: is this a company that is having the right products in 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 the in the market, in the right market? So is it a good business? And only then I start to look at the financial details and um uh, make an estimate about the future eps i do look at analyst eps and such to see what they are predicting but i don't take too much out of it it's more like for me sanity check if i'm way way off or not
0: yeah and 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 just with them analysts you'd normally get them on yahoo or morningstar or sometimes i use fast graphs as well so i have a similar story I always see the growth drivers what what will actually drive that growth and make an assessment of it like like walgreens not many people agreed with me and but i i thought online might be where the growth might come and that that seems to be the case in the uk so always make your own assumption and then go look at the analysts and see if there's a mismatch or if you if you're combined on on what you think yeah true
1: okay uh, so we have also a question from kai and he asks: with joe kaiser leaving i'm very bullish for siemens do you agree
0: i didn't don't think joe kaiser did a bad job i i, I don't know i don't know enough about him but um i'm bullish on siemens for their business but uh, for joe kaiser leaving i'm not sure i'm not so sure why that would be a bullish signal
1: so i i, I know a little bit about it um I think he became CEO in 2013, if I'm correctly. And I would like to just tell Kai, Kai, General Electric, I mean, it went, it went through the toilet. Yeah. There's almost nothing back from it. Philips, it's now a medical tech company, their legacy business. Nothing, nothing. There was a reason they had to get out of it. Siemens on the other hand, is one of those only few industrials that has been able to financially do do well yeah uh, for me the the classical holding company in the industrial like general electric is that the only company that is uh, proving differently is siemens i think the ceo did a tremendous job with that during a decade where they had they could have easily felt like the other big ones so for me this uh, ceo deserves a lot of credits for that and i think he left the left the company after also the spin-off of health and such i think it is and and then energy i think he left a a company behind which the the new ceo i think he he was a manager of operations um will be really grateful for because he might be then be known as the comp that's the ceo that made the company grow really quickly but um I think the credits will actually go to Joe Kaiser to present it. In this, that's my opinion, Kai.
0: Uh, yeah. Okay. And then the, the last question of the day is from Dividend Wave. Um, he asked me personally on my thoughts on Walgreens, which I think I've answered at the at the start. And he also asked if you are adding any more shares of Johnson and Johnson.
1: Sure, on the dip. <laughs> boy, yeah, uh, boy, the dip. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, um, it's good that he reminds me I will put a purchase order in again at 135, just in case it ever gets there. So last year, I had this luck. And um, J&J, every year, dips one time with 10, 15%. So yeah. Thank you for reminding me, Dividend Wave, I know again what to put in my purchase orders.
0: Perfect. Thanks a million for all the questions. Again, guys, there were some good questions. Um, as, as always, we, we enjoy answering all of them. So now it's my turn to sit back, and relax, and it is your stock recommendation of this week, I think. Yes. So
1: I choose an insurance company. Uh, I did a post about this or a video about this not too long ago. And um, so, why then also in dividend talk? Because I'm just, um, I noticed when I presented it, uh, and I'm talking here about Nationale Nederlander Group, NN Group. Um this company is not too well known outside of the Netherlands so that's why I wanted to bring it up it's an insurance company it is a spin off of ING a company that was really struggling during the financial crisis and is still struggling um I have been grown up in the Netherlands and everyone knows Nationale Nederlanden there also when you go abroad in Europe you see often on the buildings the big signs of Nationale Nederlanden so it's also from that point of view it has some branding um so so when you think about NN Group, that's National Um, They were spun off, I think, six years ago. And since then, they have been really strong in their dividends, uh, dividend growth. They have a cash flow payout ratio around, uh, uh, or EPS payout ratio around 50%. They've been growing their revenue from 14 billion in 2017 to 20 billion in 2020, which is a tremendous growth in, in, in revenue, I would say. Um, and also their EPS has been growing nicely. It's not a straight line. It goes a bit up and down, but it's been growing nicely. And it's currently at around four and a half Euro. Uh, and this is on the low end of the spectrum from the last few years. If you then, uh, look at their competition, right? Their, their main co- competitors are Aegon, uh, Achmea and Allianz. And Allianz is the biggest and largest insurer probably in the whole world. I think they have few opportunities here so first of all they're in a in a steady business here but they're really good in operational excellence and i think every insurance company is currently looking at um, data science and and customer insights and more tailored uh, insurance i think they will be able to pull it off but i think like if everyone does it then what's your edge yeah and i think data science is overhyped um but they're actually also focused a lot on cost reduction i think really if you look at those companies they still have a lot of fat on the bone in their processes so um ing is a master for instance in digitization with their banking app i think national nederland can definitely do something uh, similar uh, if we then look at their dividend yield, it's around 6% at the moment. They have been growing the dividends around eight, eight 8.5%. So if you look at the Chowder rule, we're almost talking about a, a 14.5 here, which is huge. I don't think they will be able to keep up the dividend growth like this. So I expect it to go a bit slower, but you get a Fed dividend for it at the moment. Um, at the same time, it's around an uh, forward PE of less than 9. And this tells me just that the... There's still a lot of uh, room in the share price you need to know that uh, analysts think that they have probably like still 10 10 percent undervalued i think it's further undervalued Um, but i also know that analysts often take the former share price as a reference and during the crisis it dipped to the low 20s it has been before in the in the 20s but i think this is only under fear when it would go back into the 20s in the normal circumstances i think it's it's quite nice price now the only thing that i have uh and by the way the debt to equity is around 30 so also strong balance sheet the only um reservation i have with this company is if you look at the return on equity versus the cost of capital actually they they um, they earned less on their equity than the cost of capital. So it means they are not really generating shareholder wealth, uh, with their investments and and equity at the moment. So this is a little bit what I want to see improve, uh, here. Secondly, I think that in general, a part of the, and, and mainly the customer interfacing part of the insurance industry might be, uh, threatened by fintech. So what you then get is actually that the traditional insurance companies maybe be more there for the large contracts and such. But uh, I think um, uh, there's an issue there maybe with their um, user experience that that fintech companies can do better. And as always, you know, with the trade wars, China, America, I don't know if we will see more uh, protectionism um Specifically in Asia, this might take out the catalyst of uh, national and Netherlands potentially, but I see them as low risk, and I see the risk reward for a six person yielder more on the reward side than on the risk side.
0: Uh, I have to say that I really like these one sliders that that you produce. You, you, I know you have it here, and uh, literally has everything that you need to know about a company on on one one slide. One thing I do notice is that the uh, free cash flow growth has been it's negative 400 is percent. That, is that right it's uh,
1: yeah but you know free cash flow is not the right um how is it a uh, metric for a company like insurance company so i have it on there just for full disclosure and transparency but i ignore this figure a bit uh, because it makes no sense really for a company like an group to to look too
0: much at it yeah yeah they 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 look strong the only concern i'd have is they have a a very short dividend history considering they're founded in what the 60s so uh, they're they're still not proven we don't know because of the spin-off
1: that's because of the spin-off and uh, what i also want to say is if you look up their dividend policy they don't say a dividend growth policy but they're really really clear about shareholder return that that's one of their uh major focus areas and I think it is. If you're a boring uh, company like NN, and, and, and you know what's what what's else left there than to focus on your shareholders, so you know it's it's a Buffett-like company. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Buffett want to buy it one time.
0: Maybe send send him an email. He might uh, he might look him up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's great. It was a really nice pick, and uh, I know you've done a very one as well. So it's it's good to um, tie that in
1: means that we come to the end of the show again it went really quick um but i love that we did some um uh, i some uh, predictions on the dividends I, I really enjoy such kind of things because it's really like the pub talk that i uh, enjoy as well so yeah we should do this more often i think let's see what the users think about it If they enjoyed it uh, just as much
0: exactly exactly and, and look we'll see we'll see if we're right or wrong with our with our predictions i'm usually wrong so Maybe the two that I said will increase. I'd say put your money on a decrease, <laughs> but <laughs> t- time will tell. But hey, look, that's that's the end of the show. Um, thanks to you again, and and thanks to all the listeners for for tuning in, and we shall see you all next week, hopefully.